You're listening to a powerful message from the Overcomers Church World Outreach. We believe the word of God you receive today will bring restoration and transformation to your life. We invite you to worship with us. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. God bless you as you listen to his word in Jesus' name. abundant of rain. I'm seeing men getting blessed this morning. I'm seeing the angels dishing out envelopes in the name of Jesus Christ. And let the church of God shout a glorious amen. As we keep standing, join me to the book of Luke chapter number 8, verse number 22. Luke chapter number 8, verse number 22. I want to see it in New King James Version, please. Church, I will appreciate if you read with me. On the same day, when the evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. 36. But as they said, he fell asleep. Oh my God. As they move on, he fell asleep. And the windstorm came down on the lake. And they were filled with water. And we are in jeopardy. Yes, Next, please. And they came to him and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased. And there was a calm. And there was a calm. Yes, please. We are going to 27. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled. And saying to one another, who is this be? For he command even the wind and the water, my God, and obeyed him. Hallelujah. Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. Last one, 27. And when he stepped out of the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time and he wore no clothes nor did he live in a house but in tombs heavenly father bless your word this morning holy spirit breathe upon us grant us understanding of your word in jesus name let somebody say amen look at somebody and say to that person by your left and by your right now you have break the camp Move to the other side. I say it again. Now you have break the camp. Move to the other side. 
do something now. Stand up on your feet. Just stand up. Stand up a bit. A bit. All right. I will appreciate if you change seat with somebody. Just change seat. Move to the next seat. To the next seat. See, see, sit down now. How, how do you feel? A bit better. Then change back to your seat again. There is something different and something important in change. Anytime you change, it's like you feel somehow. Maybe seated. Anytime you change position, you, you feel something new. One of the greatest problems of man is change. Change. Changing position. Especially, especially when you come to a level that you believe you've gotten all you want. When you come to a level that you believe that at least now I can, I can rest. A couple of years back, I met a woman in a teller. Came to where she used to sew. I've said it here many times. I noticed that the table she's using to cut clothes and, and use as pressing, pressing, pressing table. The floor where the table was has, has eaten up and the table is standing like this. And the one used to ask me, I don't know why I don't have customers. I said, how, how, how do we have customers? Look at the environment. Do something. Change. He said, look at this girl that just came here newly. I said, it's not about old. It's all about change. Change your table. Reposition your table. Change that machine that has eaten the floor of your shop. Do something. Repent in something. Let there be a change. And one day I came back saw that she has changed her table, bought a new table, paint her shop, put AC, put on a Alumaco frame, and a new signboard. I said, watch out for customer now. There is something about change. Something about moving to another side. I come this morning in the volume of the book to reposition somebody in the name of Jesus. Where we read, the Bible said, and Jesus said to his disciples, we are done with what we are doing here. We have stayed here so much. Let us cross over. For a new anointing, for a new experience and for a new life. We have dwelled here. They have known us here so much. Therefore, let us do what? Cross over to the other side. Even God told the disciples, the children of Israel, He said, You have dwelled here so much. Turn left, change, move a little bit. And the Bible says, I like the way Mark 4 said it. Look, give me Mark chapter number 4, verse number 34. If, I'm, if it's correct, Mark 4, 34. But at 5, okay. Then, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Verse 36. 
36 quickly because I'm going to run on this message. Oh, he said, leaving the crowd behind. King James is possible. I want to show you something. Leaving the crowd behind. Underline the crowd behind. But I love the way King James said. He said, leaving the multitude. When they have sent the multitude away. He said, let us cross over to the other side. But there is something you must do if you want a change. If you want to cross over to the other side, you must leave the multitude. Number one, message is going now. You can't cross over to the other side with the multitude, with the crowd. Everybody must not buy in your vision. Everybody must not run with you. You must not be a friend of everybody. You will not live your life to please everybody. If not, you will die. Run with those that understand your vision. Run with those that understand what you are talking about. Jesus said, when he's done, he was with everybody. When it's about to cross over, he said, let's go, leave them. Let's cross over. Because if you carry multitude, I will show you what happened when you carry multitude to cross over. I will show you. You will miss the vision. You will miss the vision. You will, miss under, you will not understand what, where you are going to. There must be issues. There must be quarrel. There must be misunderstanding. If you don't take time, you will be delayed from where you are going to. When you carry multitude. When you carry crowd. Advice from every corner. Even those who know how, how to govern will come and teach you how to govern. My friend showed me a comment online. We are a, a, a pan wine tapper. He's advising a professor on how to teach. You could imagine how it looks like. They don't know what you are teaching. Numbers 11, quickly. ICT, let's run. Numbers 11, verse 4. New King James, everything New King James, except if I ask you otherwise. I'll appreciate that. Now, the missed multitude who were among them yield to intense. The missed multitude who were with them. Remember, God told Moses and said, You are going to leave Egypt. Let me explain this. You people should leave Egypt. The people of Israel, the children of Israel, leave Egypt to the land I'm going to show you. The Bible says, when they are going, the mixed multitude follow them. Some that were not Israelites follow them. Some that saw the miracle, some saw what God has done in Egypt, follow them. And Bible said in Numbers 9, when it came to a point, oh, listen now, I'm going to something serious. When God gives you a vision, and God is dealing with you based on the vision he gives you, people will not understand him. If you are not careful, miss multitude will take you off the vision. They will be complaining, not knowing that God is dealing with you. Again. When God is leading a man, if you are not careful, 
go and ask Jonah. When God is instructing you, the missed multitude will not understand that this is your dealing and work with God. They will advise you based on emotion and sentiment, not knowing that God is dealing with you. So if care is not taken, they will advise you off the line. And the Bible said, the missed multitude we are craving. They were crying. They were anxious of food. And they begin to cry and said, Moses, give us food now. What is wrong? God says, I will take them in the wilderness. And I led them in these 40 years to test them. Deuteronomy 8 verse 2. 8 2. To test them, to know what's in their heart. This missed multitude did not know that God is dealing with them. So all their attention was in food. And let's go down. And they wept and said, who will give us meat to eat? Look at verse 5. We remember the fish which we eat freely in Egypt and the cucumber and the melon and the leeks, the onion. Look at, look at what people look at what people are looking for. We are God, if you read ahead, said, I gave them manna. But this multitude are craving for garlic, for onion, for meat, for ginger. This is what they are crying for. Give me verse 6, please, and we go. But now, our whole being is dried up. There is nothing at all except this. God gave them manna. Miss multitude are crying for garlic. Manna is an angelic food. No man has tasted it before. But they are looking for garlic. And last verse says what? Verse 7. And we go. Verse 7. Look at verse 7. Quickly. Now, the manna was like what? Coreda seed. And it's colored like a color of what? Bedelion. They were crying for garlic. That is Miss multitude. So Jesus knew, if I must go over to the other side, I don't need the Miss multitude. Am I communicating? I don't need them. I need people who understood the vision, who understood where I'm going to, who understood the purpose why I'm doing what I'm doing. Somebody say amen. Number two, if you must cross over to the other side, you must expect storm. Luke chapter 8, verse 23. And keep it there. You must expect storm. Storm here is what verifies you are moving to the other side. I repeat again. Storm here verifies, tells you you are moving to the other side. I will explain a little bit. Listen. Papa told us when he was here with us and said, if you are trekking on a road and uh, there was money, I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember how he said it now. There was gold in that road and nobody is going. You notice that gold is here. Nobody is going there with you. He said, go back. Gold is not there. There is nothing there. You are striving because there is a gold somewhere. Nobody is challenging you. Nobody is telling you what are you looking for.
you for? There is no strife. There is no challenge. There is no pushing. He said, brother, gently go back. That thing is not good. My people said that if vultures meet, is food. Bet me you won't see it anywhere again. If vultures meet, it's like chicken. You could imagine what people will do with it. And the Bible says, as they sail, he fall asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake. Let me explain this now. Storm has two sides. Listen now. I'm going to say something strong. By revelation. Storm has two sides. It has the side of the wind and the size of the water. Storm has two sides. It has the side of the wind and the side of the water. Most of us have visited beach. Beach does not move except the water is mysterious. It needs the wind to be so strong for the water to move. I explain again. It needs the wind to be what? To be so strong. To be so strong. A heavy wind, a mighty wind is what moves the water. It's what drives the water. It makes the water to start hitting the boat the way you never expected. If the wind is calm, the water will be calm. And the Bible says, Jesus was sleeping in the boat. Remember a message I preached some time ago? I said, it's not a storm. Because I could imagine, let me repeat again, how can storm happen in a lake? Let me bring you back to that message again. How can storm happen in a lake? It's not possible for a storm to happen in a lake. When I preached that message, I asked God, how can storm happen in a lake? I expect a storm in a sea or, or an ocean. God says, it's what? It's a, it's a mirage. It's not rain. But keep it by the way. And the Bible says, when Jesus was sleeping, they tapped him and said, Master, carest not that we perish. The Bible said, when he arose, he didn't speak to the water. He spoke to the wind. Knowing that the problem is the wind and not the water. That's why the challenges you are passing through, when you come to the office and somebody is scrolling you, your MD is behaving somehow. Leave the MD, address the wind, and the MD will be quiet. It is the wind and not the water. When he stood up, he didn't care to talk about the water. He talked about the wind. Are you hearing me now? When there is a growth in your body, when there is a disease in your body, when you're passing through issues, leave that growth, address the spirit. And the growth will cease. Number two, storm is a verification. You are going to the other side. It verifies I'm crossing over. If that marriage is rosy, 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 there is no challenge. There is no issue. Let me tell you, challenge is part of marriage. Quarrel is part of marriage. Are you hearing me? Ups and down is part of marriage. All of them are building you. But when it comes, don't look at the challenge. 
look at the wind. Address the wind. And the water will cease. Address the wind. And the water will cease. Master, why are you sleeping? Don't you care that water is hitting the boat? Don't you care that I could imagine Jesus sleeping in a boat where the, there was a storm and water is. When we were in secondary school then, a couple of years back, about to take our junior wire, want to sleep, and sleep is catching you. You just get a bucket of water and put your two legs inside the water. You won't sleep again. Sleep will disappear. If it's coming, you just shake your leg and the water will hit you a little bit. And the man is sleeping comfortably. The Bible said he was in a deep sleep. And there was a wind and the storm was besterous. Point number two. If you must cross over to the other side, you must have the mind of Christ. Jesus knew that I'm not going to perish. He's aware that this is not the end of my life. Bible says, Philippians 4. He said, let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter the storm. It doesn't matter the challenges, the situation. I know I am coming forward. I will get there. There was peace inside of him that this is not the end. It's just part of the trance to where I'm going to. It's part of what will announce me. It's part of the ministry. Am I communicating? Hello? You know, in Egypt, when the disciples were in Egypt, when the, when the Israelites were in Egypt, sorry, they were, nobody's challenging them, just they, because they were slaves. And they're punishing them. But the moment they said, we are leaving Egypt, even Pharaoh left his seat and started pursuing them. It tells you we are going somewhere. Problem, challenges, issues of life are, are, are measure, are criteria to tell you you are doing something. Oh, let me get a little bit deeper. If if you watch those playing football, those of us that watch football very well, any person that is not with the ball, nobody goes after him. I want to say something deep now. If your leg is not touching the ball, nobody touches you. You can be standing there until the match is over. But the moment they pass the ball to you, and your leg trap the ball. Everybody, including the referee and the goalkeeper, all will be attacking you. Do you know what it means? You have something they need. Why the devil is challenging you is because there is a gift inside of you. If you don't have gift, he will not do anything with you. Devil and Satan has nothing to do with failures. Has nothing to do with those that has nothing to offer. The reason why you are being attacked is because there is a gift inside of you. Let me explain it a bit again. When God, in his fullness, devil will not attack him. 
The Bible said there was war in heaven. Why? There's something that God is carrying that devil needs. That was the reason why there was war in heaven. Explain again. If God, devil cannot fight God, neither can he fight the gift he carries. Listen again. That's why the Bible says that the gift of God is without repentance. So, the gift that God is giving a man has nothing to do with that man. Oh my God. It has something to do with God that releases the gift in a man. So, that's why you can still be a sinner but carry potentials and gift. Are you hearing me? You can still be an unbeliever. You are carrying the gift of God inside of you. Therefore, devil cannot attack God, neither can he attack the gift. But he can do something to make sure that the gift dies. He can do something to make sure that the gift does not come to limelight. How? By attacking the carrier of the gift. So if he can attack you and get you down, which is not you, he has been able to succeed in, a, in destroying that gift. That's why don't cry when you are attacked. Celebrate attack. When attack is coming, tell the devil, attack me the more. The more he attacks you, the more he reveals the gift. My father. The more he attacks you, the more he reveals the potential. The more he attacks you, the more of that which is inside of you is coming up the more. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? The more he attacks you, the more you pray. The more you pray, the more of that which is inside is coming out. Devil, attack me. If you attack me, I'm bringing out the glory of God. Are you hearing me? If you attack me, the gift is coming out. If you attack me, the potential is coming out. So when you slay me down, I don't care because you are pushing me because I will go to the God that will find the gift out. So when the storm comes, don't cry about it. Know that this is part of it. This is part of it. Therefore, address the wind. I told you a story some time ago about a pastor friend who was coming down from Astabatenugu. He came to the park and they dropped his bag on the car. Abu man just came to him and said, who owns this bag? He says, me. Shift it. Meaning what? Boom. Punch. What is it? I said, take this bag away. They started having an issue. And they are holding the elbow man. He said, I will deal with you. I will going to deal with you. Who are you? Come on, this one, that one. For nothing's sake. Spiritual man knows how to deal with issues. That is not this man that is doing what he's doing. Because he's going for a program somewhere. You know what he did? He just stepped out of the car and said to the man, you foul spirit that is tormenting this man and causing him to be raging this way, I command you out of him now in the name of Jesus. And the man said, oh, you call me foul. You call me foul. Don't worry. I'm going to deal with you. And he walked away. You know what happened? After a while, he came back and said, uh, who owns this bag? Okay, now you, uh, okay, shit for him. Make him sit down, I beg. 
I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Every power in the name of Jesus, every spirit of forces, by the power in the name of Jesus, I command them out of our life. You powers that is tormenting our life, you powers that is manipulating our destiny, manipulating our ministry, our marriage, our childbearing, I stand in the altar of God and this is so heavy anointing. I command you out of our lives. 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 In the name of Jesus, shout a better amen. Cross over to the other side. Number three. If you want to cross over, you must encounter sleep. Deep sleep. Sleep here means discouragement. Sleep here means distraction. Sleep here means procrastination. Sleep here means weakness. Sleep can also stand as a disbelief. You must encounter sleep. For real. You must come to a point in your life that you ask yourself a question, am I really sure? You feel discouraged. Are you hearing me? You came to a point in time, you feel what? Discouraged. You ask yourself a question, am I, am I really sure this thing is real? By the way, what, what am I into? You've prayed and prayed and prayed. I met with somebody. I was counseling her. At the cost of talking with her, she started crying. And she asked me a simple question. What have I done? What have I done? And what have I not done? I have made all the sacrifices. I have done everything. I have prayed. Even prophetic wars has come. And this is where I am. Can I tell you something? It's a device from the enemy to discourage you. I want to advise you now. When such situation, when such circumstances comes into your life, don't give hope. You are about to break in. You are about to break in. I tell you something again. Listen very carefully. Listen to the sound of the voice of God. Our senior pastor said something some time ago here. He said that thieves came to their house and they were breaking the door. And they are done removing even the burglary. Just, just to blow at the burglary. And the burglary will fall down. And thief will enter. What remains is just to blow. And thief looked at it. And they are tired. And they went away. Not knowing 
what they need is the last straw that will break the camel's back. I want to encourage you this morning. When that is coming to your spirit, know you are about to break through. Know you are about, your testimony is there waiting for you. Devil will never encourage you. He will always discourage you. Why are you giving again? Why are you even serving God again? He will always like to bring something into your mind. When he's talking to you, tell him, I know what you are saying. My miracle is at the door. And the Bible said, Jesus was sleeping. The creator himself was sleeping. In a deep sleep. In a boat. When they are about to cross over. And the Bible said he was sleeping. I say something again. And listen. What you need to be sure of. When that comes, is who am I in the boat with? Verify if Jesus is in that boat. The Bible said, when the storm comes, the disciples went to him and said, Master, carest not thou we perish. Why are you sleeping? Even the creator himself. I suppose and I ask, Jesus must have known that storm will come. Because Bible said he knoweth all things. He knows everything. But he's testing their faith. He wants to know what kind of faith they carry. If they can be able to organize him in the vote. In that marriage, when the storm is hitting you, ask yourself a question. Is Jesus in this marriage? If he's there, keep going. Find out if he's there with you. Man can fail, but Jesus can never fail. If you are staying with him, you will never fail. If he's there in that boat, that boat will never sink or capsize. Never. Jesus was sleeping. It's like a discouragement. It's like distraction. Like a distraction. On your way to the other side, distractions will come. Let me tell you this. You have not had it from me before, but let me share it with you. When I met our father in the Lord, Bishop Moses, a couple of years back, and then um, we were discussing about joining the ministry. He asked me to go and pray. And uh, more than a year plus, I was praying. If he comes down there in the city of Enugu, he will call me. I'll come and meet him in the hotel where he's staying. He just asked me, how are you? I said, fine, sir. Brah, 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 fine. You know the way he talks. And uh, just two, three minutes, I'm done with him. He will give me some money and say, okay, take care. He keep coming until one day he came and... Uh, Sorry, I didn't know he's in town. I just called him. He said, I'm in town now. I said, oh, welcome, sir. Where can I meet you? He said, come to my house in the village. But before then, God gave me a revelation, which I'm about to share with you. Listen very carefully. 
I saw us in a race. I was in a race with so many people. All of us were running in that race. And I saw a man with this light on his head. This, what do you call that kind of light? This silent light or whatever. Those kind of light was carrying it on his head and was running. And the person beside me tapped me and said, look at that man carrying that light. He said, run. Make sure you catch up with him. Make sure you catch up with him. Don't miss him. If you miss him, you won't get there. I keep running. In that dream or revelation, I was running and I was running. We will come to a path or a place. I will see some group of pastors, some friends. They were, they were discussing and they will say, where are you going to? I say, I'm running this way. They say, I should catch up this man. He said, don't worry, let me show you the way. Just for, come, let's follow this way. If you follow this way, we will catch up with him in front of him. There's a way, this way to that place. So let's go. I will feel like going with them because it's a good advice that it's a shortcut to where we are going to. Suddenly, I will say no. They said I should not miss track of him. So I will continue to run. I keep running and I keep running. I keep meeting people, friends. I know them in that dream, for real. By the time we are getting to the mountain, I was already panting. I was screaming. I was shouting, hello, sir. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Got into him. He turned back the way he used to turn and saw me. And said, oh, Chidebera, is that you? I said, yes. And I explained this to him in that dream. He held my hand. Put his leg on the feet of the mountain. And said, this is where we are going to. Come, let's go. Moment we put our feet on the mountain, I waked up. I told him the story. He said, pack your things and come to Lagos quick, quick. Listen to me. Distractions will come on your way to greatness. Don't give ear to that. Men will distract you. They will give you advice that looks as if it's real. But what is God saying? First of all, verify, is God is still in my boot? No matter the advice, if God is there looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. The author. Finally, on your way to the last time, give me the verse 23 again, and I'm going to pray with this and we'll close. Go to verse 27 of Luke. You carry me when some carry their gods. And when he stepped out of the land, by now they have arrived. And now they have what? Arrived. Verse 26 says, and they arrived. I pray for you once again by the Spirit of God. We will all see the end of this year. Listen again. By the Spirit of God, we are going to see the end of this year. Every one of God will see the end of this year. We shall all arrive in the name of Jesus. By the time we are counting January, none will be missing. I said none will be missing. None will be feeble. None will be weak in the name of Jesus. And he stepped out of the land. Look at the first person 
that met with Jesus. I expect him, or I expect us, by the time us have arrived, you know, that he is going to, <laughs> to, to receive a warm welcome. He's going to receive a glorious, a glorious, knowing the kind of testimony and the kind of miracle that happened from where he's coming from. And Bible said, when he arrived, the first person that met with him was a madman. A demon-possessed man. I shock you. When you arrive, the first thing you will meet is demon. When you arrive, the first person that will greet you is demon. This shock you? Real. How? Because those that you think are smiling with you are not smiling with you. They are jealous because you have arrived. Those that you look at and they say, oh, what has God done for you? They are not saying it to celebrate you. There is something behind it. That is why you should be sensitive. That's why you should be careful. When you arrive, don't arrive and relax and say, now I have arrived. That is what happened to a man in the Bible. And Bible said, when he's done and arrived, he said, now my soul rejoice. God said, you're a fresh man. This night, thy soul is needed of thee. When you arrive, that is time to pray. That's the time to know it's not just that I have arrived. If Buhari know that, had it been he knew, that stepping into the, where he was now, or he is now, would be his issue. He wouldn't even get there. He thought he's going there to just to, to fulfill. But look at the heat that hitting him. When you arrive, that is time you be careful because demons at their first entry point are demon and devil. And Bible said, and a certain man from that same city had a demon for a long time. I wish I have time to explain this much. Have a demon was the person that came to greet him. Can I tell you something again? And he came and said to Jesus, Oh. Christ, the Son of God. Christ, look at how demon, his language, oh, time will not permit me. Look at how demon is trying to celebrate Christ. Even Paul, when he came to a certain city, the Bible says he met a damsel that said, these are the people. <laughs> these are the ones that turned the world upside down. These are the servants of God. These are the ones, if you are not careful, they are disguised to take you back to where you're coming from. Demon met with him. Another page. Listen, when you step out of that place, when you step into the other side, don't leave your experiences behind you. I'm rushing this message now so I can, I can conclude it. Don't leave your experiences behind you. I pity most of us whom God has helped to attain a certain level and you look down and say, these ones are foolish. These ones, they don't know what. Go and hustle. Go and struggle. Let me tell you, give us your experience. Share with me your ideas. Share with me what you encounter on the road. Share with me what you have experienced so that if I'm going 
I'll be careful to dodge those things. Share with me. Don't just step into that place and believe you have arrived. Step into that place with your experience. Pass your experience to the people that are coming after you. And tell them, this is my encounter. This is my experience. Are you with me? This is what I have experienced in life. Number two, don't always I round up with this now because of time. I told them yesterday, I don't know if I said yesterday. Now, review. In the prison, in the prison, don't always assume that those in the prison are thieves and are robbers. Don't always assume that those you meet in the prison and, and, and are armed robbers or kidnappers or assassins. And I tell you, Joseph may be in the prison. So be careful how you deal with them. Number two, don't assume that those you see hanging on the cross are, are Jesus. Because Jesus, let me, tell, let me tell you something. Demon may be hanging also on the cross. Put your life in balance. By the time you're crossing over, be careful. Mark my word. Ask yourself a question. Is Jesus in this boat? If he's in that boat, nothing on this earth will make you to sink. Shall we rise? We're going to pray. When Jesus arrived, the gathering, he met a madman. Sometimes those who think they are devil are instruments that God wants to use. Because the Bible said when Jesus cast away the demon after that man, he said he took the gospel to ten cities. He took the gospel to ten cities. If you read John chapter number four, also Jesus came to the Samarian and the first person he met there was a prostitute, a woman that had married so many husbands. And the same woman, some will say, look at this one. Nothing is, nothing is for you. But that same woman was the same person that helped the gospel to reach the Samaria. The other side. Always look at the other side of life. Don't tell yourself, I've arrived. There are still mountains to conquer. There are still open doors. Don't stay somewhere and say, I have platoon and there's no need again. Look for opportunities. I tell you once again, I wish I have time. Look for life you will invest on. The greatest investment is the investment you made in the life of a man. Houses are good. Cars are wonderful. But invest and affect a life in life. Why, why, why all of us are here is because our father in the Lord, Bishop Moses, in one way or the other, has affected your life. Today, we are putting him. When you are gone, what will people say about you? Shall we begin to pray now? Lift up your voice and begin to appreciate God. Talk to God in prayers in a few minutes. Like the name of Jesus, there's no other name like the name of Jesus. He's worthy of honor. 
He is worthy of our praises. He is worthy. If you read Second Kings chapter 13 from verse 14, we're going to pray now. It's prayer. The prophet Elijah said to King Joash, I said, King Joash, I'm about to die. And there are wars you need to fight. He said, I'm going to release something inside of you so that when you fight this war, you win them. He said, pick up a javelin or a bow and hit. As they're about to hit, the man of God put his hands on the hand of Joash and said, hit. He hit the first time, the second time, and the third time, and he stopped hitting. And the man said, I wish you hit up to five, six times. He said, you, my statement there now, he said, you would have defeated. So the battle is already in the spirit. The battle is already happening in the spiritual realm. He said, you would have defeated them in the spiritual realm. And the manifestation will just come to be. We are going to pray. I don't know the battle you are fighting or you are seeing now. We are going to speak to that battle in the spirit now. And address them in the name of Jesus. If you are indebted, address that. If you are sick, address that. If you are trusting God for the fruit of the womb, for marriage whatsoever, lift up your voice now and begin to speak in the spirit and command those things to begin to come to down and command them to crumble and frustrate their power. Whatever you want to see in the manifestation, speak it now in the spiritual realm. Are you praying that prayer? Speak it now into existence. Josh said, I wish, Elijah said, I wish, I wish, I wish you have, I wish, I wish you have stuck this on the floor. For three, four, five times, you would have defeated them. Can somebody lift up his my voice in Father, prayer? My God, in the name of Jesus. Can you open I your mouth and begin Father to pray? Address them in the spirit. Life. What you I want to be in the manifestation, say it into existence. In the name of Jesus, I, O oh Lord Father, speak in the realm of the spirit. I speak into my womb. I speak into my career. I speak into my marriage. Decree that word into the spiritual realm. My Father and my God. Speak that word into the spiritual realm. In the name of Jesus Christ. By prophecy, speak it. I speak my father. Are you praying that prayer? Enough of limitation. Recognition. Enough of limitation. I speak it in I break barriers in the spirit. I break forces in the spirit. I pull down powers in the spirit. I reposition myself in the spirit. I come against you by the power in the name of Jesus. I tear those powers down. In the mighty name of Jesus. Join me faith now. Bible says he called the things that are not as though they were. He called the things that are not as though they were. We are going to call for that money. Call for that baby. I watched a film yesterday. I don't know. With my wife. The husband is tormenting the woman because she don't give birth. She don't have male children. She's giving birth to female children and stuff like that. And she conceived this third time. And the husband said no. The woman went for scanning. And scan shows that she's carrying a female child. And the man threw the girl away and everything away. You know what happened? What I love sometimes in, in, in film is the act. 
the woman went into the altar and began to pray and said, God, you can change this baby into a baby boy. I want a baby boy. What I need is a baby boy. Can I shock you? She gave birth to a baby boy. And when the mother came and said, I thought the scan says, he said, I don't know what scan says. What I saw now is a baby boy. You are going to call those things into existence. Are you hearing me right now? Say with me, say, Father, Father, by the power in the name of Jesus, I speak into existence. I speak into existence. I call forth into glory. I call forth into glory. In the name of Jesus, my sound health, my children, my promotion, my idea. In the name of Jesus, are you praying that prayer now? I speak by prophecy. I speak by prophecy. I speak by prophecy. I speak by prophecy. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus, mighty name we pray. Amen. I stand on this anointing by the power in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. I speak life into your life. Can you say a believing amen? I speak life into your life. I speak life into your life. Those places we have failed. I decree by the power of the name of Jesus, you will no longer fail again. You will no longer fail again. That sickness, I command them to disappear now. That sickness, I command them to disappear now. In the name of Jesus, be fruitful now. Receive your healing now. Receive your healing now. May doors be opened unto us now. In the name of Jesus, I stand in the name of Jesus by the spiritual authority. I reposition you now in the name of Jesus into the world of greatness, into the world of fruitfulness, into the world of blessing. We shall not die. We shall not die. Shout a better amen. We pray you have been blessed by the word of God you received today. For prayers or counseling, our doors are always open. We invite you to worship with us at the Overcomers Church World Outreach. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. We look forward to seeing you at our next service. God bless you in Jesus' name.